welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we want to talk a little bit about the new law that just passed through Senate. It's next going to be going through the House and will most likely be signed by the President, and that is the Respect for Marriage Act. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about what this was and some of the issues and problems with it. First and foremost, we're calling it the Respect for Marriage Act, which repeals the Defense for Marriage Act. So the Defense for Marriage Act, I forget what year it was passed through, but it was passed through defining marriage between a man and a woman and specifically indicated that a state that wanted to have marriage uh, between somebody who was or who was not um could did not have to respect it. Basically, it did put the control into the states. Each individual could define it in its own individual way. And what we saw happen, of course, there was a Supreme Court ruling that finally came out. Um, it was right when I was writing the book, I Am Not Amused, uh, is when that ruling came out. Uh, so it had been, I don't know, close to a decade ago. And uh, in that ruling, of course, it said that, uh, you know, the a marriage could occur uh, and had to be at least in some way respected uh, between same-sex couples, whatever else, gay marriage, basically allowed gay marriage to happen, which was in contrary. So, so the, that ruling came out to overturn portions of the Defense of Marriage Act. Uh, but under that circumstance, then what happened is everybody, of course, is now has the freedom to get married to same-sex couples or whatever else. All right. Now, the Respect for Marriage Act is being put in place in case the Supreme Court overturns that uh, that ruling that allows same-sex marriages because in the event that gets overturned, the Defense of Marriage Act comes back into effect and states do not have to do marriage for same-sex couples, nor do they have to respect marriages by same-sex couples in other states. So this is kind of has this interesting parallel with the uh, transgender movement where California has made itself a sanctuary state where even if your state does not allow transgender surgeries and you can smuggle the, the child over into California, California can do it uh, and then be free from any form of litigation from any other state. That's what they're trying and uh, we'll see if that actually uh, ends up being the case when when ruled. And so what they did is they passed this law, which doesn't really mean anything right now, but just comes into effect in the event the Supreme Court case gets overturned. Uh, the, basically, the Supreme Court would have to come back and overturn a uh, previous ruling, much like they overturned the Roe versus Wade ruling. And so what this does is it, it forces, um, it does not explicitly force a state to require same-sex marriage. It, that is not in the law. What it does have is it forces a state to accept a same-sex marriage that occurred legally in the state it was. So if you are going to New York, California, Massachusetts, where these are, it doesn't matter what happens in the Supreme Court rulings, whatever else, same-sex marriage is legal in these states, you could go to that state get married legally in that state, whatever that looks like, and come back to your state. And whether or not your state allows same-sex marriage, you are considered legally married. That's what the thing says. Now, the problem and the biggest controversy around it is that there were exceptions they're trying to put in for uh, for religious entities. And the one party came in and said, well, there are plenty of exceptions, but the other party said, no, there's not enough exceptions. Because it said that a church did not necessarily have to honor the same-sex marriage, or explicitly religious organization did not have to 
honor the same-sex marriage, but it didn't have anything to do with individual businesses with the conscience of their owners. Think of maybe somebody that might bake a cake in, I don't know, a place like Colorado or something, you know? Uh, I know, hypothetical, hypothetical. Um, but the the reality is we're getting to this place where our nation is starting to force it. And I like even the terminology, the Respect for Marriage Act, instead of the Defense of Marriage Act. It's kind of like the, the toleration. They're trying to force us. First, they're like, we just want equal rights. Fine, you got equal rights. That's not enough anymore. Now you have to respect this. You have to agree with my decisions. You have to agree to all this. I was watching some van lifers last night. Well, I think they're RVers. They're RVers in the way transitioning on over into homesteading right now. Uh, well, they uh, brought to my attention, I didn't know this, Tractor Supply was actually part of the recent Texas Pride event that featured uh, a drag show, uh, a drag queen story hour and family-friendly pride events and um, it ended up being grotesque and these people these people literally they like the day they found this out they spent I think it was like a, a $900 in stuff on tractor supply they come back find this out before they open anything they went and took $900 stuff back um, and uh, this is the thing right if you want to do this you enjoy yourself but do not force me to like it that's okay and that's fine. This is, this is America. We can have different ideas. Y'all might think I'm weird because I'm living in a van touring around the country. That's okay. You know, we can have our differences in thoughts and opinions. The problem comes when you try and impose your belief on me. Have you heard that before? Well, when you're trying to impose your belief of same-sex marriage on me, we have a problem. Because I'm sorry, I call that sin. The point that I want to make here is that in a secular society, we have to have some degree of give and take. So I don't care, for example, if a same-sex couple has all of the the same benefits that married couples do, you know, um, being able to share medical documents, being able to be in the hospital during times of crisis, uh, being, you know, having tax, uh, tax shelters. I don't care about these things in terms of the secular society. The only place I have a problem is when you are coming in saying we are a same sex couple and we are Christian because those two things are diametrically opposed in the scriptures themselves. Now, as our society comes together and starts forcing this upon ourselves, I kept on going back to Genesis 11 in this. And I want to read it and explain why that is that I, I started thinking about this. Um, because what's happening is we're starting to federalize more and more things. And listen to this. I'm just going to read the first, um, uh, the first nine verses of Genesis 11 which in the NASB has a subheading called Universal Language, Babel, and Confusion. The whole earth used the same language and the same words. It came about as they journeyed east and they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. They said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they used brick for stone and they used tar for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into the heaven and let us make for ourselves a name. Otherwise, we will be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the Son of Men had built. And the Lord had said, Behold, they are one people, they have the same language, and this is what they begin to do. Now nothing which will 
they will purpose will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so that they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the whole earth, and they stopped building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the whole earth. There are sermons you can write about what's in there. I'm going to highlight just a few things. First is, what was the problem with them building a city? Well, the commandment coming out of Noah's Ark was to go scatter abroad among the whole earth and populate the earth. They were refusing to do that. They were coming down under one language instead. So God confused them. And basically, God is the origin of all these different languages. Interesting. But also notice how many of them have common roots. Also interesting. Um, so they come over, they're building a tower. What is the purpose here? They are all of one mind. They're all of one opinion. They're all of one language. This tower was to worship a false God. There was no ability to worship the true God in Babylon. That is the real core reason he came down. Uh, he comes down to confuse the language, to spread them abroad because they are so unified and they are building a tower to a pagan God. That's what they're trying to do. And the distinction is this. When we are forced to accept the evil sin of the culture, that is when God is going to come and smite us. And be sure God is going to come and smite us. So as more and more laws pass, which make sin the law, law of the land, and to speak against the law of the land, to speak against the sin in the land, is to mean persecution, God is going to come and smite us. And it begs a question, if Jesus isn't coming soon, I'm even wondering if America will still be here when he does. Because we have depth the plums of depravity in our life. And this thing that happens here in Babylon, this is the thing that's we starting to see elements of it here in this country as well. God is getting ready to smite us. The same, like two different people can look at the same set of facts and come to 100% opposite conclusion. How? That's weird. And as our nation starts passing laws to force us to accept the sin of others, this is where the downfall of this country will begin. And I don't have any real good solutions for you other than place your trust in Jesus Christ and persevere because it is those who persevere who will receive the crown of life promised by the Lord to those who love him. That's James 1.12. We're going to leave this daily walk here for now. Thank you for watching. And have a look over at the website, rwalkingchrist.com, for the listing of our books, newsletters, blogs, and other things like that. Thanks for watching, everybody. And I hope you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.